Welcome to the Coffee Buzz. I'm Bradley Brumley from Jonesboro, Arkansas. Thanks for listening. Today, I'm going to take you to my favorite local record store here in Round Rock, Piranha Records. And we're going to talk to John, he's the owner, about what it's like to own a record store. But first, let's talk about the coffee. Today, I'm drinking Calafia Farms coffee, and got to tell you, it's strong. It's a cold brew, and the, the volume's on high. goes up to 11, this one. They use a Scandinavian-style roast, and it brings out the cherry, melon, brown sugar notes. Uh, overall, though, nice flavor composite here on this one. Uh, on the bottle here, it says 2.5 times the caffeine as a normal cup of joe. I'd have to say I do prefer the chameleon. Calafia has a bit of a bitter aftertaste, uh, but not too bad. I mean, it, that could just be due to the potency. Um, so if you're into the cold brews, this is definitely one you want to check out. All right. Now that my brain is racing and I'm bouncing off the walls, let's go to Piranha Records and talk to John. All right. Well, John, thank you for having me over here today. I really appreciate this. Yeah, definitely. I, I felt like when I moved to Round Rock that I was going to have to give up all these things sure. and record store being one of those. Right. And you guys are keeping it alive here. It is doing pretty well. I'm having a lot of fun doing it also. That's the main key to it is having fun doing what you're going to do all day. So let's dig into that. You guys have been around for what, 15 years now? Coming up to 15 years at the end of the summer. Yes. And what what provoked you in the digital age to say, you know what, I'm going to start a record store? And and that was, I was coming into something that was already going downhill when I opened up. Yeah. Um, I had a partner in the deal, and he was getting out of it shortly thereafter for that reason, because he wanted to make money and not just hang yeah. out. Yeah. But I liked being around it. I was making good money and was not happy with yeah. it. So. I'd rather be happy and just kind of live, and it's been fine with me. I mean, you get to hang around music all day. Um, I was always having to go to work and then having to stay up all night listening to my music. So now I can just take my eight to ten hours a day work where to you music, play, right? Working it. That's right. <laughs> now, did you guys ever think that you'd still be around in 2018? I mean, was it a long term? I don't think I ever thought of it that way. I yeah. thought, hey, I'm an open for store and we'll just see what happens and go with that. And then with with the digital age up and down and everything else and all the other record stores closing, you know, I was thinking, okay, as long as I can make it through the end of the rent contract, well, I'll just shut it down. We'll move on to something else. <laughs> yeah, go yeah. back to digging ditches, I guess. But <laughs> I really didn't think it would just keep going. And now, you know, every five years I do think of, okay, my rent's coming up. <laughs> Do yeah. I sign again or <laughs> think I could manage another five years or not? Now, have have things changed uh, from when you started until where you are now, you know, in terms of challenges or anything like that? It is always going to be a challenge. You always have to keep your eye open for what's coming in because something else is dying off, hmm. whether it's because of the digital or it's because they're not buying that anymore. Right. So you always have to be ready to swap that over. You know, some records back in, you know, 20 years ago were selling for $40, $50. Now those records are only selling for $2, but there's other oh, wow. records that are now selling for money or whatever. So 
there's things always changing whether you see it or not, whether it's the DVDs not being sold or VHS, Laserdisc, whatever format, but yeah. it's also inside of each format what movies or music still sells or doesn't sell. So you still got to be listening to what's on the other side of the counter and they'll tell you what you should be carrying. Right, yeah, exactly. Now, I overheard you and your uh, your coworker here talking about George Michael, which made me think of all of the amazing musicians we've sure. lost since 2016, yeah. I think. Sure, sure. Now, just off the top of my head, there was Bowie, we had Leonard Cohen, um, Leon Russell, and Prince. Sure. Which, which one of these, in that time frame, recently Tom Petty, who had the biggest yeah, impact on you? What did you feel the most? All of them obviously gave you something of of what they were doing and everything. I think I think I would I probably like Prince's stuff the best. Not that yeah. all the pop stuff, it was his deeper jazz influence stuff that he had. And all of these big guys that are have a really big name for themselves, Prince and stuff like that, these are crazy great musicians yeah. who weren't just pop artists. Underneath there, if you went and listened to all their other stuff, they're really great musicians, not just pop artists. So I, I think Prince I would appreciate the most because he knew what he was given the world and he expected that in return. That's why he was so close to not sharing all of his music to everybody and letting it just run all over. Yeah, I think he had a really good essence of... Uh control over the content control of all of his stuff and you know some people didn't like it that he would control everything and not just put it out there for everybody to have but there's a reason behind that yeah. because we'll as a society i think we just get it and just run it to death and then just lay it to the side and move on yeah this way he's controlling it and that hey you can appreciate it longer if you just listen to what he's given you yeah sometimes we have short attention spans. very short there's yeah. a lot of artists that come and go really fast and that's why because they know they're going to go straight up and it's going to come straight back down yeah the musicians will last if they know how to be a musician in all genres yeah and you're right him and the time uh just really yeah. they ran he the had, gauntlet i i was watching a tv show and uh the backup drummer was it was about the head guy, headline or whatever. And I was like, man, this bass player in the back is just doing it. I mean, yeah. she knew how to play. She knew how to look and her presence on the stage. And I'm like, man, I'm going to find out this girl's name. Yeah, she was taught by Prince. Oh, <laughs> I'm like, no wonder. Because yeah. everything about her was showmanship and do exactly, you know, you could just tell someone taught her the right way to show. That's, yeah. I mean, what better teacher, right? Yeah. <laughs> now, have you noticed there to be any big changes in terms of uh popularity of genres have there been any constants over the years um there's always changes going on um like if you take your country or your americana mm -hmm. a lot of those jump ship from americana and go over to the country okay and then they yeah. lose a lot of the people that they were base fans of sure and yeah. so same thing with pop country pop country is now just pop rock yeah <laughs> because there's not really any country going on that's true that's that's the biggest ones that i see and obviously it happens in all genres but that's the biggest one where there's no really there's americana yeah and there's pop country rock 
<laughs> because these guys are playing up there. And I'm like, dude, that's not country. To yeah, me. yeah. That that's the biggest change. There's a lot of other influences of either jazz and hip hop and stuff like that, and some guys have done it really well. And there's also a big difference between hip hop and rap. Mm, yeah, it, absolutely. Know, and so each each section does have a different change, and they do go through a lot of different changes like that. Right, yeah. Now, it seems like vinyl, obviously, <laughs> and even cassettes have started to make a comeback. What do you attribute this trend towards physical media to? I think it's just be, it's being cool to be retro. Yeah. I think that's what it is and how long it's going to be cool to be retro from the 70s or whatever. I don't know how long that will last hmm. or if they're actually just want to listen to a physical format again. Um, some people don't want to just have it in their phone all the time or they keep losing their phones. They keep losing all their songs. Yeah. Then you got to pay for the cloud or if you got to pay for make sure you do it right on your computer. If you lose your computer, lose your cloud, then you're back to square one again. Right. Eventually, some people will lose all their stuff and they got to start over again. Yeah. So bad or good, that's, that will happen. Yeah. I'm assuming, I think it's just a retro right now of being cool to be okay. the 70s. I think it may fight, you know, fade away a little bit, mm. but there's still going to be all your true people who want to listen to the vinyl and understand that that format may be very better than most. When we talk about the digital media versus physical... I mean, there's a drastic change in sound quality, right? There is, if if you have the equipment to listen to it on. Uh, um, I think that's the point. With with the vinyl, there's also different grades of different vinyl that you can get. It depends on what product pro equipment that you're going to play on, hmm. whether it's your turntable, the needle, the receiver, the speakers, the yeah. wires in between. All of that has a component of what your sound's going to be when it actually hits your ears again. Right. So... It does make a difference on the equipment that you play it on. You can play, you know, a real cruddy record that meaning cruddy meaning it's all scratched up. Yeah. It'll still come out clear if you have the right equipment. I see. Yeah. So it, it you you know, a Yugo car uh -huh. can get you from A to B, <laughs> but a Cadillac is gonna be way smoother. Right. And way better. Yeah, yeah. But all the equipment, that's what I tell most people. There's always a starting point. you got to start somewhere. Don't expect that you have to go spend a lot of money. But if you want to get in the game, get in the game at whatever you can afford. That's, yeah. You'll be pleasantly pleasant and pleased with what you got. Yeah. If you can't afford it, then you're not going to be pleased. You're <laughs> right. going to be struggling with the money. So everybody's got their own place of what they're going to listen to and how much money they can spend on the equipment or the records. Yeah. Plenty of records are a dollar or cheaper. Mm -hmm. And there's plenty of records in the... $50 range. Depends on what's going to make you happy. Yeah. I've noticed some records are actually thicker than than other ones. Some that... are thicker. The thickness has to do with the 180 grams, 150 grams, oh, okay. 200 grams. That's mainly for the purpose of whether they're going to warp or not. Oh, the I see. The thicker they are, the more grams, it's, it's less time to warpage. Okay. Meaning... All records can warp, but the thicker it is, it's less likely going to warp, whether it's leaning sideways or just shelved wrong. I see. So it's not necessarily in terms of sound quality. It's not, more of... Not necessarily. Okay. And, and there's a debate on whether it is or isn't, but yeah. it, it can be helpful because you've got so much warm sound coming from the, the 180 grams or more. Right, yeah. Um, but it's mainly for the warp 
of the records is what I've I understood. See. Yeah, that makes sense. Now, when streaming gained popularity, did you guys notice that at all uh, in terms of? I did. I did notice it. I yeah. didn't. It people kept coming to me trying to set up streaming sites and stuff. Oh, really? I'm like huh. I don't know anything about that world. Yeah. And I kept choosing not to know anything about the world. I mean, I <laughs> yeah, know yeah. how to put a CD into the computer and then put it onto the phone, but I've chosen not to do that. Yeah. So I know it's all there, and I know what it's capable of. I didn't choose to to learn it all. Yeah, it is going to hit every market at all the time. CD sales have all dropped, where now people are buying records. So, it is going to be a different way out there. But personally, myself, my life is still set up where I'm going to have a CD or a record in any of my cars or whatever yeah. else. Most of the cars now are coming with no CDs. That's true. So yeah, it's going to make people switch, or it's going to make people go and look for that CD player in the car. Right. Yeah, I could see that happening. Maybe true. an aftermarket type situation. So, and this is kind of a redundant question, but I just want to get your answer. What makes shopping at an independent store like Piranha different from like your big box stores? I think it's because the people that work at most of all of the independent type record stores, they want to be there. They're there because what they're working around, that's what they love. Because most people that work at these stores, they're either game people, movie people, mm. they're music people. So they're already spending most of their money on that product. Yeah. So if you're working at a place, you can get that product faster and probably cheaper. So we already love something in that store. And if you love your job and you're working there, that's the point. Yeah, people you're going to get a better that. experience just because that person is enjoying himself at work. Right. Compared to the person who's just standing there to collect whatever check so he can move out. Yeah, exactly. Um, what are some of your most cherished records? Um, I don't have just too many that are just over the top. Yeah. There's some that are just crazy great. I've always been a Frank Sinatra collector. Oh, nice. So I have a lot at the house. And it's not that one stands out. It's just, golly, I liked him. I liked he always had good arrangements. He had good musicians backing him up. Yeah. So, and over the years, I've caught myself of, I've changed what I listened to. Um, when I first started working at uh, the first record store back in the day, I was listening to jam band all the time. Jam okay. bands, String Cheese, Fish, yeah. Grateful Dead. I was listening to that all day long. Uh -huh. I've rotated over into listening to funk and jazz all okay. of the time now. So it's cool to see the transition of even yourself yeah. move over time. It's not that you dislike the other stuff, you just keep moving. Uh -huh. And that's the beauty with music is that Somebody will always bring you something, and you're like, I've never heard that. And yeah. it's been out for so many years, and I don't even know who this person is. So it's, it's, there's always more to learn yeah. in the music stuff. So, again, I don't have a, man, this is the, the top-notch yeah. record that I have to have. <laughs> it, because I've rotated records in and out of my collection just because, okay, it's it's time to let go of that one. Right. Because now I'm moving on in this direction. Yeah, yeah. I've sold a lot of Frank Sinatra records in the last couple of years because i've moved on to different areas i see okay because i've, I've like sold two or three hundred sinatra records because i brought in two or three hundred funk records oh yeah. <laughs> nice <laughs> so things change sure. because i myself have changed and so it's like time to let go which yeah. is hard to do that's why we have a 
record store because it's hard to let go. <laughs> you get to keep all of them you around at least for a while, right? For a little while, that's right. <laughs> and I have pulled records and I'll play them a couple of times. I'm like, is that for sale? I'm like, not today. Come back in a couple yeah, more days because like I'm going to listen to it a couple more times <laughs> and then I'll sell it to you because I want to hear it yeah. a couple of more times and then I'll sell it to you and I'll yeah. be all right with it. Now, does Medeski, Martin of Wood fit into that uh, jazz that genre? Medeski that... and stuff, sometimes their stuff is really cool yeah. and together, but they sometimes go all over the place. It is a little chaotic That sometimes. chaotic stuff is what my brain can't handle. <laughs> yeah. I can handle some Miles Davis, but his chaotic stuff is all over the place and I can't handle it. And I know yeah. he's... A genius at what he's right. doing. I grew up in band and I play clarinet and piano and I understand what he's doing. Yeah. But that chaotic stuff, my brain doesn't mesh with that. I want it together and I can listen to it all the way smooth. Grant Green is really smooth oh, yeah. jazz that I love to listen to some of his work. Yeah, I tried because I'm a, I'm a Miles Davis fan too, but when I sat down to listen to Bitches Brew, yeah. I couldn't get through the first track. I, I know, know it's a great one. Everybody says, hey, this is their best album ever. I'm like, yeah. all right, let me try it one more time. And I'm like, nope, <laughs> can't do it. It's not going to work. But that's in every genre. There's there's rock bands that do the same thing. True. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, I, I like this, but I wish they would quit trying to sing. Just play the music, <laughs> yeah. take out the vocals, and I'll be yeah. good with that or whichever it is. Or right. Get on the same page or try not to be in a hurry to get to the end of the song. Slow down a little bit. Yeah, you yeah. You don't have to keep going that fast. <laughs> Mars Volta comes to mind when you mention that. <laughs> sure, sure. They, they're such a great band, but man, they just kind of yeah. get off into the weeds sometimes, for me at least. Very true. Yeah. Do you happen to know what your best-selling record is? It changes quickly. Yeah. Um, the Guardian of the Galaxy uh, soundtracks. Oh, okay. In the last couple of years, both of them. Volume 1 and Volume 2 have been crazy great sellers. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, we sold a lot of Selena records. Once they put oh. Selena's couple of records on the market recently, because all of her stuff had been out of print. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. These guys, I've sold a lot of, the, of her stuff. And huh. again, we're in, we're, in, we're in Texas, so that's going to happen. Yeah, absolutely. But, yeah, her stuff has been one of my biggest sellers. Yeah, I guess. Ra- Radiohead's another big one. Oh. 21 Pilots to be up to date mm-hmm. kind of people's those two crazy sellers yeah i guess with the death of selena i guess it was the 20 year anniversary or something it was yes is that when they did the release they they did them before okay but they hadn't done any since she had released oh okay. been died so so it's it wow. went crazy they're sitting on a treasure trove yes there. <laughs> yes they are so the family is living probably okay yeah i would think so <laughs> so what's your favorite part of running a record store um getting new music all the time yeah that's that's obviously the best part because i've i've learned so much from the customers that come in asking hey i'm looking for this artist and i'm like well that looks really good let me write that down oh yeah i'm gonna get me one and i'll get you (laughs) one so that's the best part and i i've had two or three customers that were repeats and i'm Uh and i made sure all my employees i'm like if this guy comes in you write down everything and get me one and get him one (laughs) because everything that they said was golden and i hadn't heard of it so oh that's great so i learned a lot in all it, and it does happen in every section that, hey, there's great people looking for certain things that I've never heard of and give them a shot. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's a that's a great thing about record stores. They're just, I don't know, just a community it's that's a, involved. It's a community of minds working for, yeah. you know, one goal of finding all that great music. And they keep coming to me to look for all that great music. So I'm like, okay, let me keep yeah. seeing what these minds are putting together. <laughs> 
you guys have any upcoming um, in stores or events coming up? I don't have too many in stores yeah. over here in Round Rock just because it the Round Rock vibe is Round Rock. Sure. It, right. And everybody wants me to act like an Austin store and I'm like, it's not Austin. Yeah. I don't have a university right next door and not everybody's riding bikes down the street. Right. So yeah. it's Round Rock. So <laughs> I don't do too many in stores. Yeah. We um we have had several artists come and go throughout here just because we sell a lot of their stuff. They come by and so it's really nice to see that it gets out there to the artists that say, hey, these are still stores out there that are still supporting their music yeah. and, and, and letting everybody know about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, here, we, we, I keep trying to keep everything up to date, move things around, keep things. So that my brain is always working on to have the store fresh mm. for people to say, oh, he doesn't have anything new in the last 10 years. That could be. We still have some VHSs here, but oh, that's awesome. it is still <laughs> rotating around and, yeah. it, you know, where they can at least find new things because, again, it's almost like a packed house of stuff in here. So you'll always find something that you didn't know. I've sure. had customers shop with me for years and they go, you carry DVDs? And I'm like, I've got a whole wall of DVDs. <laughs> like, I've never seen them because their mind is already on one thing. They may get yeah. to the other part of the store later in their life when they're ready. Right. Oh, so that's it a is a constant it. you know, way, whether they come in here to get incense mm -hmm. or just the smell of the record store. Yeah. Um, they'll eventually see something else. They're like, oh, that's cool, because I remember back when I was a kid. So oh, yeah. right there, I'm pretty pleased that, hey, at least that person now has got a good memory of oh, today. Yeah. You walk in here and you just, I'm, I'm back at the record store sure, that exactly. I used to go to. <laughs> yeah, you bet. What's the question? That stuff right there is all like yours, right? The CD-wise, yes. Yeah, okay. Especially the typo negative stuff. Hard to find stuff. <laughs> but they always spy it though oh they yeah see what i got back there like, i don't think so <laughs> yeah so you guys do have some some rare stuff too we do have some rare stuff um last week we had a record that had a recording of steve ray Vaughan when he was 16 oh wow it was his first recording with a, a little band that he was with in dallas uh, it's a little compilation with like three other bands on there. Each band had like two songs on on the record. Huh, and how about the poster? That? Um, that one sold for about a thousand dollars. Wow! And it's basically because it's his first recordings. Yeah, yeah. And it, he went by Steve. Oh wow, that's how old it was. <laughs> so it was definitely his first recordings. Um, but again, it was a pleasure to have it in my hands. Sure. But yeah. and, and I listened to it two or three times while I had it because I knew that yeah. someone was going to want to get it, and they did. They came <laughs> do you and ever, got it. Do you ever cringe when someone says, "Okay, I'm ready to buy that"? I have before, yeah. and most of the time, I've just like, "Hey, I don't think so," and that's when I'll tell them, "Not today." Yeah. Come back in a week, and I'll listen to it <laughs> some more times, and I'll be ready to sell it. That's cool. Yeah. So yeah, that has happened. Well, I love. All the different stuff. Like you mentioned, you got DVDs, obviously records and CDs. You got video games. I mean, apparel, it's like... Uh, it, it is. And and I didn't start off that way. One, you know, I had guys helping me get the store going, yeah. and I'm listening to them in, the, in my ear and everything else. It's just a matter of um, one thing led to another. Yeah. They kept asking me for um, uh, shoestrings. Uh -huh. And so now I have like 
40, 50 pairs of shoestrings. And oh, we wow. sell those all the time. Huh. So we sell about 300 pairs of shoestrings a month. Really? <laughs> shoestrings? <But laughs> they kept coming in with their new Jordans every time. Oh, going, I hey, see. I need to match this color, this color, yeah. this color. I'm like, okay, I see what you're going. And then they, I started buying hats. Same mm. thing. They're trying to match the certain shoe. Yeah. Then the shirts started coming along. And they're like, I need a, you know, to match this or whatever else. So a lot of the clothing, everything. A lot of the clothing that I sell, yeah. I don't wear. So I've just got to listen again to the other side of the counter. <laughs> They'll tell you what they want. Oh, that's, yeah. And most of the time, the clothes that I was wearing, they nobody wants them except for me. So <laughs> I was like, don't don't <laughs> listen to yourself. You, you're not so good at the design fashion. <laughs> I don't know, man. You, <laughs> you're rocking the beard. I'm look, rocking the beard and yeah. still have my soccer socks. And <laughs> right. I haven't played soccer in about 10 years. So... <laughs> Well, and you also have the online store. Do you guys see a lot of lift out of that? We do. Um, without me learning how to use the computer, learning eBay, Amazon stores, yeah, then I would have had to close a long time ago. Oh, wow. I had to learn that because, again, I didn't know computer work. I didn't know how to do all that. Yeah. But it was a slow process. And without the online, then, yes, I would have closed. There's been stores that were already open when I opened, and there's been stores come and go since I've been open. Uh-huh. and. You know, when I talk to them, I'm like, well, what do you sell online? They go, we don't do online. I'm like, well, you know, I wouldn't either, but that's where the today is going. So you're going to have to learn it. I don't have my own website where I sell from. I do have a website, but it's just to show of the store and things that are going on. I sell off of eBay and Amazon because I still don't know behind the scenes of how to create the website myself and everything else like that. And instead of me having to pay someone to do it, I'll just pay eBay fees let those guys keep the freshest brains running it. The fees may be more than what I would do running my website, but they know what they're doing. I don't have to keep refreshing my brains. Right, yeah. To or keep hire somebody to so run the site or whatever. I will let them run the yeah. site. I'll pay their fees and yeah. I'll sell off of there. And that's why I sell on those sites because of that. Because now, I don't understand the behind the scenes of websites. Sure. And when I went to your site, I thought that's brilliant. You know, you let eBay do all the work. They also can get you an audience, you know, right Correct. there. Yeah. And they did. Back in the early days of me starting off, I was selling shirts and stuff on there. And you go to a Google search and you type in my name, all uh-huh. my eBay listings would come up because those guys were doing their job on nice. eBay. So yeah. it worked well at the right time for the store because it did keep me alive yeah. and going. Good but deal. yeah, definitely had to do the online stuff. Yeah. Well, it's good you diversified like that. Yeah. You know. When 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 we're up here during the day, when everybody's at work and stuff, it's slow in the store. Sure. But everybody's yeah. at work buying stuff online. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> they really are because our our sales throughout the day are solid. Yeah. Sunday evenings, Saturday evenings, not so much online mm. because everybody's out sure. in the stores. Yeah. And that's why our stores are busy during the day and on Saturdays and Sundays yeah. in the store. Online is a little slower. There you go. You've got them so both while it, they're at it work. It does go both yeah. ways. And, you know, if it doesn't sell here in the store in Round Rock, somebody else in the rest of the world is going to want it. Yeah, that's true. That then you reach worldwide audience. That you're reaching audience. all over. Yeah. And, you know, that that's in plays where you use Instagram, Snapchat, or anything else that you use. That helps in those markets. Because and, I have posted pictures on the Instagram and someone from houston someone from new york hey is that for sale oh wow it can be yeah <laughs> anything's let's, for sale let's, right <laughs> let's get this going so yeah yeah and it's worked well but again i had to learn it all 
you know, I was on MySpace, and then everybody told me, oh, they all moved over to Facebook. I'm like, well, I don't know how to do that one. Now I've got to learn that one. <laughs> yeah, I right. learned Facebook, and they all tell me, oh, they went to Instagram. I'm like, what the heck? <laughs> yeah. Now i got to learn that. Jump it around. <laughs> I'm like, just stay here. This is fine. Because my brain is good with where I'm at. I don't want to keep moving. But if yeah. they move, you have to, again, change. you got to change with the times. Good deal. Yeah. Well, you definitely have an awesome store, and thank you so much. It's one of the gems of Round Rock, in my opinion. Well, good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm still loving it, so loving to go to work every day, so that's a good, good thing. Good deal. Well, yes. thank you so much, John. I appreciate your time today. Very great. Thank you. Well, that's the episode for this week. I hope you liked it. If you're in the Round Rock area, check out Piranha Records. They got a really cool store. And if you're not in the area, they've got a neat website. It's piranharecords.net and so much stuff. Check it out. Thanks for listening. I do appreciate that. And if you wouldn't mind, go ahead and subscribe. If you really want to do a uh, solid for me, go ahead and rate the show. I'd love to hear your opinions. Um, you can reach me at thecoffeebuzzpodcast.com. And thank you again. Talk to you next week.